Hi, this is Dan. And this is David. Welcome to Campfire Stories. Dave, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Dan? Good. It's a nice balmy 38 degrees outside, but 70 inside the apartment. How about yourself? Uh, We're going to have to cut that down by a factor of six almost. Uh, It's a nice crisp seven degrees up here. But I, I, it is 65 inside. Well, 65 isn't too bad. If it went down outside just a little bit more, eh, you know, you add the outside temperature plus the inside temperature, and you have my inside temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about a uh, topic for today was going to be like just like general tips for camping um, or just getting like kind of better at camping, feeling more comfortable about your about what you're doing outside what are your thoughts yeah that's a good thing i know um for me sometimes you know when i want to get out in the woods it's it's a mental thing i gotta kind of push myself over the edge i come up with a million excuses why i can't do it this week or i don't have time or i'm not prepared and yeah i think going through some general ways to get over that uh mental block and make and know that you're prepared and capable of doing it would be a good thing to discuss. Awesome. So uh, I put together a couple of tips that I thought. I figured we could uh, either discuss them or maybe discuss some of your tips too and just see what happens. So my, my first one, and I think it's kind of cliche, but at the same time it's extremely important. Uh, one of the best ways to get more comfortable and... Uh, uh, more confident with getting outside is to go camping. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, but in order to to get more comfortable and, like I said, uh, confident with it, the best way to do it is practice. And the best practice is getting outside and just trying stuff, trying new things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I kind of had was... Uh, Just kind of as a general tip, if you are only able to spend like like a a bigger amount of money on one product, uh, I would go with like your sleeping system. Just because at the end of the day, uh, it's what you're going to be recovering in from your your day of hiking or your day of of, of travel Mm -hmm. outside. So that's what I would spend the most money on if you could only spend a large amount of money on one thing. The second thing, if you've already got your sleeping system set up, um, if you already have your sleeping system set up, the second thing that I would go for would be a nice backpack because the backpack is something that's going to be on you all day long, um, especially if you're doing like a through hike. That's what's... That's what's going to be digging in your shoulders or digging into your hips. It's what's going to be carrying all of your stuff. Um, so that would be the second thing that I would focus on. What do you mm-hmm. think? <clears throat> yeah, I've had several experiences where I've had the wrong backpack. And it makes a through trip less enjoyable, for sure. Um, The my my third kind of tip this week is going to be um, research where you're going. Um, there's a there's a recent story, and it doesn't really have anything to do with camping, 
Um, but this, this family from Nebraska or from Kentucky came down to Florida and they lost their son to an alligator. Mm. Um, and I don't want to pick on them, but for me, I mean, I live in Florida now. Uh, I know that there could be alligators in just about any open water down here. Now, chances of there actually being an alligator in open water down here are mostly slim, because um, the powers that be tend to find out about them and, and, and relocate them. But at the same time, uh, you still got to be prepared. Uh, if I was hanging out in Connecticut, I wouldn't be expecting alligators anywhere. So I would probably research what I might bump into in Connecticut. If I was out mm-hmm. in Arizona, I would probably, or I, I would definitely research what kinds of threats or... Uh, just kind of area-specific um, knowledge I'm going to need. I'm going to I'm going to research that, and we have great opportunity uh, to do that today uh, that people didn't have a hundred years ago. Because this, or even you know, now, fifty years ago. Yeah, I mean now now we have the internet. Um, so before you go on a trip where you haven't gone, definitely research where you're going. Yeah. See what kinds of things that you're going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, um, to add to that, <clears throat> uh, I know I've made this mistake before. I wouldn't rely on all of our modern technology to get you out of any sticky situation. Um, you know, no, absolutely, absolutely you, you get out in the woods and you have good service when you leave, or you're like, oh, I don't really need to like get a f- paper trail. I have my phone, and then your battery dies or whatever, your backup fails, and before you know it, you're stuck out there. So definitely get a, you know, have it all planned out and expect to not be able to use your phone or your GPS or whatever have you. Well, and the other thing. The other side to that is just like when you when you are getting outside. I mean, the goal isn't to just sit there and hang out on your phone, right? So, um, number four is kind of go as light as you can. I mean, don't go break the bank just because you want to buy uh, titanium everything. Um, mm-hmm. Z packs uh, backpacks are awesome. But it doesn't mean that everyone needs to needs to run out and grab one. Um, titanium is awesome, but if you can't afford uh, a titanium, whatever, it doesn't mean that you have to stop everything and not go outside and not go go check out the outdoors just because you can't afford more more titanium. Go as light as you can, but if you can't afford the really really light stuff, heavier stuff is perfectly fine. Focus mm-hmm. on making sure that your sleep system is is good and making sure that your backpack is good. Having um, a, a, just a really uncomfortable backpack and a heavy load is going to make your trip a lot worse than, you know, having a really good backpack that you were able to spend a couple of ex- extra bucks on and mm-hmm. a heavy load. Um, secondly, the best way to cut weight on your back is to not bring stuff. Um, I know it, it, it might seem a little bit odd, but maybe you don't need, uh, extra jeans or clothes or something like that. Like if you're just going to do a one nighter, 
Um, everyone knows you're going to stink anyway when you come back. Um, no one's expecting you to to smell like you're heading out uh, to the club or something like that on a Friday night. Um, so if if you're not going to bring a lot of extra clothes, that that's that's one uh, less pound or two that you're going to have carrying on your back. Um, you might not need to bring an extra tablet or something, like, whatever you know. Um, obviously, be prepared for where you're going. Um, use it's not it's not so much basic knowledge of, but like I said, the the more you get out, the more you'll know what you'll require. You know, and you just don't. You might not need every single thing that you think you do. Yeah. <clears throat> so I know. Um... When we went with Daryl and we did the presidential traverse, or we attempted it, I had, uh, I think I bought a backpack for that trip, right? That was my, my first big purchase. And um, <clears throat> so it was super comfortable. It fit me really well. And my gear was all really, really heavy because it was cheap Not stuff. all of it. Most of I know it. You, bar- you borrowed yeah. my tent. Yeah, that's true. I did borrow your tent. So, but anyhow, my backpack, now I'm the smallest guy of the three of you, of the three of us, and mine probably weighed at least five or six pounds more than either one of yours, I would say. <clears throat> and because I, wasn't, I, I wasn't carrying it. Yeah. <clears throat> and because I had a backpack that fit me really, really well and was comfortable, I, I was able to... Uh, be as far as like having a load on my back I was good but the weight did affect my ability to go distance mhm yeah and so that's another thing to consider depending on the weight of your your setup and all of your supplies and everything you might not want to go do 20 miles in a day you might only want to do 10 and Plus, you can also plan on that. Like, if you plan on it beforehand and you say, okay, well, I'm going to go do a 10-mile trip, these are the things that you might want to bring, you know? If you're going to go do a 20-mile trip, maybe you're not going to want to bring so much stuff. If you're going to go do a two-mile trip and then hang out in the woods uh, for a couple of days and you're not going to move, bring the kitchen sink. It doesn't really matter at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, that, I guess, leads me to my number five tip. Um, try not to bring every item you own unless you own only a couple of items, of, of course. You know, when you're first starting out, mm-hmm. you might not own a lot of stuff. And that's fine. I mean, um, once a lot of people get into camping, hiking, whatever, they just become gearheads. I know I've done it. I got tons of stuff. Um, but you can't bring all of it, you know. Um, as far as... I'm concerned your basics are going to be like your sleeping system, uh, your, your backpack, obviously, because you got to be able to carry everything that you bring mm-hmm. and, fo- and, your, and basically your food and kitchen stuff. Um, and that's kind of how I group every, everything as far as needs are concerned. Yeah. Um, so if you, have, if you at least have those three things, um, do you have anything to add to those three things as far as basics um uh base something that i don't think we've ever talked about on the show yet is footwear um depending on the terrain you might Mm want to have a heavier boot 
with more traction, or you might be able to get away with like a running sneaker. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that shaves, that can shave a lot of weight off if you choose the right. Plus, uh, your feet are very important. Um, if you're going to go and do 20 miles or something, mm-hmm. uh, you want to take care of your feet because um, you start getting blisters. And mm-hmm. some pe- some people can handle, you know, the straps on their backpack digging into their shoulders. But as soon as you start getting blisters, I mean, that can be brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, when we I did the we- Natchog Trail the first time. You yeah, and Daryl think- both had the wrong choice of footwear, and you guys were both uh, doing pretty poorly. I know, and then and then of course uh, he picked up some winter boots um, to have some more appropriate winter boots for when he and I went and did the trail in December, I think it was. And, uh, they just, they just weren't, uh, worn in enough. So they were, they were hurting him then too. Yeah. But yeah, shoes are very important. Um, of course, if you can't go and afford, cause shoes can get expensive too. Um, I mean, you can pick up a backpack for 40, 50 bucks and it'll be okay. It'll get you through. You can pick up a sleeping system, with say a hammock uh for I mean you can probably get some as low as thirty, forty, forty dollars as well. And then food stuff, um honestly a pot, uh, a small pot from um your kitchen as worst case scenario, uh you can always do something like that. You can get a two handle pot as long as it's stainless. Um you mm-hmm. take that, you can stuff a couple of things of freeze dried food in it. Um get a bottle, uh, throw some water in it, and you can pretty much make it pretty well outside with, with that. And you're, you're in on that for under a hundred dollars, you know? Um, but clothing, clothing can be important. I mean, you don't really want to wear jeans going hiking. Um, cotton isn't that forgiving when it comes to the heat and it's Mm -hmm. not that comfortable when it's really cold. You do want kind of temperature-specific and activity-specific clothing, and that includes gear, or includes shoes. Um, So for me, because I I didn't really focus on shoes for a a little while, I figured athletic shoes or something like that would be mostly good, and I think that's what we ended up doing when we went and did uh, the presidential uh, trail. I just ended up wearing sneakers, and I was was good with the I was good with the sneakers. Um, of course, I have since invested in some actual hiking shoes, and they are extremely comfortable. Um, and they're also waterproof, also very important. You know, you, when you do finally get around to, to spending some, some money on shoes, get a decent pair of shoes, you know, like, like you were just saying. Um, but, I mean, you don't have to spend $300 on shoes either, especially if you're doing mostly hiking. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to be hiking in the snow, yeah, you're you're going to probably spend a couple extra bucks. Uh, I think the the hiking shoes that I ended up picking up were seventy eighty dollars, um, so not too too shabby. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got all of that taken care of, the sleeping stuff, uh, your backpack, your food stuff, um, and shoes. Uh, the extras, what I would say would be like a navigation system. Like if you want to, if you really wanted to pick up a Garmin or something, um, maybe some entertainment, um, depending on when the sun goes down, if you're by yourself, um, 
it is nice to have a book or bring a Kindle so you have some options of books or, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes uh, if the sun's down at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the evening and you've already eaten, um, instead of maintaining a fire until your normal bedtime of 10 o'clock or something, um, you can just kind of pack it up and watch a movie on a tablet or something like that. And that's that's usually what I tend to do if the sun's going to go down pretty early plus like no matter what I I don't know like when you're when you're sleeping in in your house in that setting um you tend to go to sleep a a bit later than the sun goes down um even in the summer you know where I'm where I'm where I'm at the sun's probably down 9 9 30 in the summer and you know I'm not going to bed at 10 I might go to bed at 11 Mm-hmm. So I'm used to going to bed around 11-ish. So when I get out into the woods, if the sun is down uh, at 9 or 9.30, that still gives me an hour and a half. And I, by 9 or 9.30, I've definitely eaten dinner. Um, I might hang out by around a fire with other people, but if I'm out by myself, I'm probably not going to sit there just to like and maintain a fire just to maintain a fire. Right. You know, um, I might... I might sit there and stare at a fire for a little while, but um, chances are I'm just going to pack it up and and go lie down. And at that point, I feel like the extras of having a book, a Kindle, or a tablet or something to watch a movie on is uh, a nice luxury. Um, And again, 2017 now, uh, these are items that you can kind of throw into your backpack and not think too much about the weight. I mean, a Kindle's around eight ounces or so, so it's it's not going to break your back or anything. Yeah. And didn't you? You just got a Kindle, didn't you? I did. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm pretty excited to try and uh, download a movie onto there and see how it goes. Yeah, um, and uh, and definitely until, down, download a couple of books too. Yeah. Up until this uh, last trip that we went on, I've been pretty against the idea of watching movies or listening to the radio or whatever when you're in the woods. I just felt like it was non-traditional, and I guess I consider myself to be more of a traditionalist. I like to be out in the woods and experience the sounds of the the woods and the full immersive thing of being away from modern society, kind Mm -hmm. of. And uh, But, you know, it is actually kind of nice that you can sit there and watch a movie and just be in a totally different environment. It's it's not as uh, bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, beyond that, as far as gear goes, um, my next kind of small list was uh, like camp specific stuff. So like, if you're going bushcrafting, um, bushcrafters tend to head out not too far into the woods, and then set up camp for. Rep- uh, you know, what could be a couple of days, uh, they're going to be using the area to kind of set up their camp. So maybe you will make your, your shelter. So if you're going to be making your shelter, a good, a good knife or small saw, like a foldable retractable saw or something like that is always a plus. Um, if you're going car camping, uh, you're probably, not going to be going well, too far I, off, the, off the trail. Okay. If you're going car camping, 
you're probably not going too far off the trail and you're going to be bringing uh, a lot more stuff. I mean, at that point, you could probably bring a small grill um, and you could just set it up out out behind your car, uh, cook up some hot dogs or, you know, hamburgers or something like that. Um, if you're through hiking, obviously, if you're going to go do the AT or something like that, you're, you're definitely going to be bringing a lot less heavy stuff. You're not going to be bringing a grill. You're probably not going to be bringing any saws or anything like that. I hope, because um, you really won't have any need for it. Yeah, maybe a pocket knife with a saw on it, and that would probably be about it. Yeah, I find a lot of a lot of times there's little pocket knives with saws on them. The saws are pretty much eh. Eh, mine's pretty good. I got a, a real Swiss Army, though, so. Oh, there you go. So it's, it actually cuts through uh, branches pretty good. Uh, my last, my last tip again, just kind of going back to the first one, uh, get outside. Uh, it's something that I got to keep telling myself, um, with, you know, just every day you have work, you have, you know, chores to do around the house. You got, you know, a million reasons to not get outside. Um, I'm super excited for my two year old to become uh responsible enough uh to to take outside with me you know and it's little steps you know you you take him out he goes out there and says alligator a couple of times when we see the alligators or snakes and right now he's super obsessed with uh dragon snakes um <laughs> yeah um but i can't wait to do an overnighter with him you know um so do you have anything else that you you were thinking? Uh, I did have a couple of more specific tips. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you know, getting outside isn't all just about camping. Um, there's a lot of activities that you do. Like, say you're at a campground um, and, <clears throat> you know, they'll have a lake and you might bring a kayak and want to go and, and do different activities just to be outside. And uh, one of the things I thought was really, really neat idea was to take a, like a wine cork and put an eyelet in it and put it on your key ring. So now you're out in the water paddling around. If you don't have a waterproof box and you lose your keys or you dump out and your keys fall out of your pocket, they're going to float and you can go get them. Good tip. Yeah. So I thought that was a neat tip. That is a neat tip. And another one here, just for fun, um, roast Starburst. I don't know. I've never tried it, but it sounds like it might actually be pretty good. And next time I'm outside, I'm going to try and You're do gonna that. You're going to roast some Starbursts. I'm going to roast some Starbursts. Yep. <laughs> It does that does sound like I like Starbursts. I mean, just in general. So yeah. Um. Uh, uh, you can also go if you want to do more specific uh, tips like that. Um, cotton balls. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, my next one. Okay. Okay. You okay. yeah, take it. Take yeah, it away. A, a quick and dirty fire starter. Coat a cotton ball in Vaseline. Wrap it in aluminum foil. And when it's time to start a fire, you cut a hole in the foil and you pull a little bit of the cotton out, 
twist it into a wick and light it, and you'll have a good 10-minute flame. <clears throat> oh, that's not bad. Because, like, uh, I know people that I've bumped into in the past, uh, <clears throat> they take their cotton balls, they dip them in uh, Vaseline, and then they, they use, um, you know, um, uh, those little medicine um, containers. That you, you you get like say you get a prescription or something yeah like a, a pill bottle yeah like one of those little pill bottles um, they're kind of like the translucent uh, orange color yes um, I've seen a lot of people take those and store their cotton balls in that they're really lightweight they're a nice container uh, you don't have to worry about losing your cotton balls or um, I feel like cotton balls is kind of like one of those yeah. funny words that we just keep saying over and over and over again. Um, cotton balls. Exactly. But so you throw them in there, you don't have to worry about them getting out into your backpack and getting uh, Vaseline all over anything. Yeah. Um, Plus, um, I think those bottles are airtight as well. So you don't have to worry about any some moisture, of them are. right? Yeah. I think some of them might be... Um, I'd say don't quote us on that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but those those are a nice way of just kind of keeping everything all all in one uh, little contained area. And it's always good to reuse what you just have around the house. I mean, stuff that you don't think uh, could be utilized in the outdoors uh, might yeah. be. Um, I put a lot of stuff into um, Altoids tins. Yeah, yeah. Um, it got to the point where I have uh, at least one friend, two, maybe two friends, that any time that they pick up Altoids, they always end up giving me the tins. So I do have a ton of Altoids tins. Uh, part of me wants to start a business just yeah. reselling <laughs> Altoids tins. Uh, but you can take, like, uh, stripped-down cardboard Yep. so that it's uh, it's less... It's not as wide as the tin is tall, and then you you roll it up um, so that you can stuff it into the tin, okay? Yeah. I'm looking at around, a picture of it. Around right and around and around in circles. And then you take an old candle that you have and you, you, uh, you melt down the wax in the candle uh, to do that. All you do is throw that in one of your pots um, at home, put a couple of inches of water in, you know, Put some water in the pot, boil the water, put the candle inside the pot. Obviously, you don't want the water, the boiling water, to go over the top of the candle. And, of course, we're talking about candles that are like uh, like Yankee Candle or something like that. Something that's in a glass jar, not just a, a free, oh. <laughs> not, not just like a free candle. Um, so what you do is you, yeah, you boil, you boil some water that will heat up the candle enough so that the, the wax inside the glass jar melts. And then you can pour that into the, the, uh, Altoids tin. Um, and, uh, you can light that on fire. It'll, it'll go for a while. Uh, that'll, that thing will burn for probably a good 20 minutes or so, maybe even longer. Yeah. And you can, you can use that as, uh, as your stove. I mean, and that's and that's just utilizing stuff that you might have lying around your house, you know. Yep. Um, sometimes you can actually hit up. Uh, I know it kind of sounds weird, but you hit up uh, one of those like garage sales, and people just have old candles or they have Altoids tins. I've seen it; it's insane. Yeah, and they're and giving them away for free. Pretty much. Um, 
and I always used to wonder how do these people have like so much of this old junk? Like why didn't they just throw it out? And then I go and I look in my my bins and I'm like, how come I have 50 <laughs> Altoids tins? You know, I need to get rid of some of these things. I'm gonna have a garage sale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess unless you have anything else to add, I do, um, I do have one more. One more uh, thing. Okay. I thought it was really neat. Uh, okay, so. If you're doing any winter camping or anything, you're going to be wearing gloves, and zippers can be kind of a pain with gloves. Mm-hmm. So you can take uh, most zippers are going to have a hole at the bottom of the yep. little the tab there, and you can take a key ring and put it through that hole. And now you have a nice big object to grab onto to operate your zippers with, with gloves on. That is a good tip. I like that yeah, tip. I think that's a great tip. Now I just need to have some colder weather where I'm required to wear gloves. Yeah. Yeah, one can only wish, I suppose. Well, when you come back up here and stay. Yeah, by the time I get up, it's going to be a little while. Yeah. But on that note, um, thanks everybody for listening. Um, Give us a review on iTunes if you want to, um, if you like the thing, or if you have some ideas about what else we can talk about. Um, Check out the website, thecampingcanine.com. Uh, for more episodes and whatnot, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, or just about anywhere else that you subscribe to podcasts. Thanks again, everybody. 